Well, good morning. Travis Thoreau, we are live. Hey, everybody. It's Monday. We're here. It's December. Get used to it. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay. We're live from Midcoast Studio in Grand Center. That's in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, be sure to check out midcoast.media for more information if you're uh, checking us out on Facebook. And maybe you'd prefer YouTube. We stream live there as well. Also, comedy clips and uh, comedian interviews, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, happy to be here. It's Monday. Pumped. And you know what? I'm pumped because Chris Gardner produces the show. He's here too, uh, live from, we'll say, Bedsty. Hello, Gardner. He's Skyping in. Hello. Good morning. He's in the studio. I see him right now. Physically. Gentlemen. Hmm. Hey, Gardner. What's up, Gardner? How are you? I'm very good. Still snacking on those Thanksgiving leftovers? I am. You're going to make, you're going to have like uh, unique stuffing dishes for the next three days, aren't you? Uh, stuffing is gone. Hmm. Uh, green bean casserole is gone. What's well, uh, the liver dumpling si- situation at your house? I don't uh, eat liver house. Nobody does. Liver dumpling? No, There's I only one family liver. literally in the Midwest that does, and hmm. this guy resides in The Lecter family? Hannibal uh, Lecter? Uh, I thought they were the only family. Surprisingly, they say About no 50, to liver dumplings. 50 million German-Americans that would uh, speak against you, pal. Mm, 50 million German-Americans? Are you scared I now? Cannot. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> Yeah. Do your research. <laughs> so that's a I, larger number than I, I anticipated, to be honest with you. I'd like you to know we can be mobile <laughs> <laughs> very quickly. Good morning, Walnuts. That's the nuts on the wall. Put it up, Chris. There it is. More, so before he even had his up, he was ready to make sure I was walnutting. All, you never, over, you all ne- over everybody. You never nut on the wall, man. All right. Well, How was everybody's weekend? Uh, we refreshed. We pumped. Travis must have had a uh, get-together. His head shaved. He's uh, uh-huh. showered recently. Mm. You look like you uh, took care of yourself. He's lined bit. up. Is that is that the phrase? That is an urban yeah. phrase. Yeah, yeah. Well Cheek, uh, yeah. His beard's lined up. Uh, yes, that was a weekend of friends and family. And enjoyed myself. Fellowship. Lots of fellowship. Fellowship with my former high school mates. Oh, which high school? The, the high school. Fair of, question. That is a fair <laughs> question. Uh, yeah. Both high schools. Oh, oh okay. Uh, then, of course, the college mates and my life mates. Mm. So. I like to play a little game called uh, Travis doesn't realize he's caught in other people's social media stories and stuff that I follow also. So I'm going to do this game where he thinks I'm like a sorcerer and I know what he did all weekend Oh, because <laughs> he'll pop into other people's things. Oh. He's like, man, Chris is on top. <laughs> Ask him something. What would you do this weekend? I went to parties. Okay. How many? Several. That's not a number. Well, when you're partying, you don't have time to count. Oh, I that's good. Accept that. yeah. yeah. That's like that. uh, a real drinker. Yeah. You know, you don't count your drink. Oh, I had eight scotches. Right. Exactly. A real drinker doesn't count. Exactly. So you're a real partier. I am. I was a party animal, as some would say. Did that's you, good. Did you drink the drinks? I had the cocktail, the libations. Did you have a certain one you were partial to? Over the you holiday? know what? I I partook in the uh, the sangrias. The sangrias really? are holiday beverages. Sangri- nice, not a little bit that sweet. That was a special drink, huh? Got a little fruit, so it's still going to maintain my diet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, alcohol. Lots and lots of alcohol. Your diet. But no, I... <sighs> Herb Herb Street wants to know if Travis enjoyed white or dark meat this weekend. Mm. Or both. I like it when I mix them both together, if you know what I mean. Mm. I don't. What do you I'm mean? Talking about the sex. Mm. <laughs> there I was, was a lot of meat turkey. going in my mouth. Wait, 
I like dark and white meat for turkey. As you should. Why do I have to be partial to one or you the other? You don't have to. I go that's, dark that's, usually. There you go. Yeah, turkey. Usually. Coward. Do? Doesn't tell that's his, normally what you could say to me whenever. Doesn't no. tell his mom about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Panderer. Oh, right. I was like, maybe Travis, maybe Travis will think I'm cool if I go with the dark meat. No, I, I, in my head, it makes me less sleepy because it's a, it's, a, it's a heartier meat. I feel like if I eat the dark meat, the white meat's like, uh, it's just going to be this uh, sleep, sleep so, machine. It's going to be problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It doesn't it's gonna matter. It's going to be angry and take it out on its parents. If Chris is right, it only matters what you think. Correct. So I feel I like that. the turkey's dark meat is a more, uh, there's more fat to it. It's more, uh, there's more to it. There's more muscle. There's an extra tendon. And it's, uh, oh. it's something that will just uh, be a little more uh, up. You know. More of an upper than a downer? More mm-hmm. of a, is it more of an uppity meat? Don't no, I wasn't going to get into that. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but Depends it's on the situation, probably. How were you all's weekends? You all look so delightful, Chris. Well, we we, well, we haven't done. even gotten into the pie situation. At, uh, oh my, please tell me about who, the pies. You look like some pie-eating motherfucker, so please tell who, me about your pies. Well, I'm says, a gobbler boy. We you all are a gobbler boy. Says uh, health nut putting fruit in his uh, sugar. It was in my. Drinks. It was in my beverage. It was present. What dessert won the uh, won the weekend or the week uh, for the holiday? I had a I had a slice of pumpkin pie and I had a slice of apple cranberry pie. Oh boy, the apple cranberry had a crumble crust. Mm. Uh, so I kind of enjoyed that mm. crumb crust. Yeah, the crumb crust is where it's at. I had, uh, I had some apple Danish type pie with some crumb crust on it. That's what I had. Apple Danish. Something was going on. Okay. I was like, I haven't seen this one. Thanksgiving. <laughs> or Christmas pie. If you <laughs> but so the, the cameo appearance yeah. of the apple Danish is what Ham, did it for you. Ham showed up at Thanksgiving. Hey, oh, hey, Ham. I was like, hey, this is a turkey holiday. We had ham and, and turkey. Yeah. We had I as well. Grandma. Grandma Evans had White, a honey baked ham. Huh? Mm-hmm. Whatever honey baked ham makes. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey baked ham. Yeah. And grandparents I s- killed a pig that morning. I still have I some leftover of that one. I've been making leftover sandwiches. You I, making I leftover sandwiches? Shop, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Just gonna see clink, a, clink, a clink, stack clink. of like Bill Cosby. Uh, I brought the... an artisanal <laughs> mustard in for this one. Well, well, actually, like Cliff I, got a hoagie here. Yeah. Got went, a little tomato and got a little ham. We got a. Ooh. I went and bought a nice white cheese, some Havarti for the sandwiches. <laughs> white cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a white sure. cheese is good on the sandwich like that, and so I I. I bought white bread. Normally I get whole wheat, but you I got white bread for the leftover sandwiches oh, okay. with the Havarti, All right. some mayo on oh, it, here we and go. then uh, some cranberry sauce. And we're well. off. Cranberry sauce. And, and then that's off. that's been my leftover sandwiches. I've had one a day, and I'll have <laughs> I'll have one tonight as well, and that'll that'll cap everything off. Have you been hoarding? Is this gonna be a, is this gonna be like a mishmash? Sandwich, like, is there going to be like a little corner of mashed potatoes on the bread with That's a little corner gone. of turkey, a little Turkey's corner gone. of your strudel pie? Oh, you were messing around this weekend. I just have ham left. You were so. a gobbler boy, indeed. You was a gobble gobbler. A gobbler boy he's and a, he, a cobbler he boy. He says he's a cobbler boy. Well, he's gobbling up food. I can tell you that right now. I have been. Well, good for you. You deserve it. I do. After losing a little bit of weight, you did. What? You did lose. It. He lost some weight. We measured him before we went on the Thanksgiving break. Yeah. And Gardner's down six pounds. Four point two pounds. Four point two pounds. I've lost. I've lost more weight than Travis. 
Well, Travis <laughs> has figured it all out to the key to health being half a firehouse sub. There you go. And then Portions. He, right. Portions. I agree with that. Thank you. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It only matters what we think. I give credit to you. Look, you do your walking. Uh, you, you I know, actually where? think that's helped me. Where? No, I walk around the neighborhood a lot he more walks now. around the neighborhood. That's just a tick of his OCD. That's not exercise. Oh, it still counts. Still the body moving. Trust, that's not my OCD. I, have to make I would rather not be walking. <laughs> I, had to, I have to walk three times around the neighborhood or nothing's right. That's true. Uh, I actually, it helps. It's been helping my knee some. And have, have you seen him work out in the Movement? office? No. He gets the knees high yeah. so he can stress out, stretch out those muscles. I had to sit down and stretch it out in the middle of Galleria <sighs> yesterday. Oh, God. You're in the Galleria. Were you protesting? N- no. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I saw that happen on Friday. Yeah. And I'm going through pictures of the post-dispatch. And there's more, my, one of my best friends from high school, uh, Anthony, who's a police officer with Richmond Heights. Oh, yeah? And he's oh, just no. in the background, and he's just got his don't fuck with me face on. I go, oh, I remember that one. He used to do that one when we played tennis, and he'd get mad at it when I went at a point. Damn. So I'm like, I recognize it. So we, it was kind of going around in a circle of friends uh, over the weekend, so that was kind of funny. Well, no, I, I went there yesterday because uh, Eddie Bauer had uh, <laughs> oh, my 50% God. off the entire store. Did you buy another oh. sweater vest? Somebody got a new vest. Oh, boy. And somebody got a brand new parka. Oh, dear Lord. First of Ooh. all, salute to you and the eight white men of Ladue who keep Eddie Bauer afloat. Eddie Bauer's still a thing. That's yeah. still a thing, apparently. I and stuff. I salute to you in regards to being consistent because you are the last person I know in this planet that still wears Eddie Bauer. Really? Yeah. And it's not a knock against Eddie. Eddie Bauer's a good brand. I just it was it had a run like in the yeah. mid to late nineties, uh, parts of maybe even early two thousands. North and Face and it, Patagonia yeah. maybe have bitten into them. Some. I was an Eddie Bauer kid. I had some Eddie Bauer back. I'm in gonna the bring day. Eddie Bauer back. Go for it. How about that. Try and do that. If you met Eddie Bauer, would you know him? No. Guess what? He's black. Is he? I don't know, but nobody search. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? You're gonna bad? find a. Find a black man named Eddie Bauer now and tell me that's that's Eddie Bauer. Who it is? I can't uh, I can't picture one like Eddie Bauer anything like what was their signature anything, but I can I do know that they uh, teamed up with Ford to do uh, Eddie Bauer edition Explorer. I do right. remember that. I, do. I forgot that. about that. I was they like, did. what does that even mean? Like, yeah. did they just give their name to the stitching like in the leather? Like, I can I get a Ford vest? Yeah, I remember when they did the mashups with the vehicles. My favorite, and still to this day, my favorite mashup is the Harley Davidson truck. Oh, they those did. are probably pretty popular. Those are very, very popular. I love those back I in the late I've that. wanted one of those forever. Big Harley guy, huh? It wasn't even a Harley guy. It was just a sweet ass looking truck. It's like a collaboration in rap music. These yeah, days. it they was. Just, it, was it, like, uh, it was like I think the I think the best was, was the uh, Aerosmith run DMC type of We should find the like, best oh, collaboration between a vehicle and, and whatever a brand, yeah. and then we should. the best collaboration in, in rap and we'll put a poll out as which collaboration is better. Yeah, we'll do that for the poll tomorrow. We'll do the best car collaborations of the last 20 years. Hmm. So wait, so I want no someone... one's going to bring up the Ford Taurus SHO edition. SHO? Super high output 
No. Just Ford Taurus. No, we were a Mercury uh, Sable family. The uh, Ford no. Taurus. No, that's, that's the official car of North County. Mm. The Ford Taurus. I also had owned a, a Pontiac Bonneville at one point. That is also this. the second official car <laughs> of North County. <laughs> the Ford Taurus had an SHO version that was as fast as a 5.0 Mustang. Oh. I want to say as fast. Maybe not. Maybe it was a, just a, maybe not the 5.0, but it was incredibly fast. I have no idea why. I don't know what the point was. It still Taurus. looked it still looked like a regular Taurus, but they did the the SHO version. I don't get it. Why? I don't know. Let's dive into the more. After we'll the check show. it out. Uh, or Black if anyone has any information, please pass it along. <laughs> please in the comments. Uh, Black Sheep wanted a Lids Chrysler 300. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, what brand would pair best with another car right now? That's a good question. Tom Brown, uh, who had an interesting Thanksgiving. Um, Obviously, the best car club was cars with exhibit and PS2s. Mm. Mm. Yeah. X going to give it to you. Or was that DMX? Are you going to get like a Callaway BMW? you got to go. It's got to be a, there's got to be like a a Prius White Claw edition. Oh, a White Claw Prius. A White Claw Prius would be kind of like a fucking, dare I say, game changer? Yeah. That is a game changer. I mean, or like a, a Tesla, even, too. Oh. What kind of Tesla you got? Oh, I got the White Claw Edition. Oh. Uh, the what? I'm sorry. Oh, my. Limited edition. Oh, my. So that would be my first. They only made 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the St. Louis car? What would you team up with a St. Louis brand for a car? Oh, I mean, you just put a uh, window repair shop with a with a charger, <laughs> Dodge Charger. That makes sense. Dodge Charger. <laughs> Got him. He's right. This car's well, it depends. Broken. I mean, O'Fallon. Yeah. It's either going to be, I would say, if you really want to do it right, a Camaro. My brother had a Camaro. In O'Fallon, I believe you're required to, at one point when you live. I believe it was written into the city charter. That if you live there, you either had to own a pickup truck or a Camaro and have that in your driveway. Top uh, Golf and a uh, and a Volvo wagon. Yeah, or Audi. Yeah, I can see Audi being with that too. I would go. Uh, I would bring back the Grand Prix, uh, or a Grand Am. The larger Grand Am. But I would do probably the Grand Prix and Emos. <laughs> That's that fair. You want a St. Louis brand collaboration, Grand Prix, and emails. Or, I, or could, I could see the Camaro or like the IROC Z Emos edition or something like red, that. Red, white, and green. Yeah. Come on, you telling me my homies on the hill? I ain't gonna have fun with that one. So, do we put? Do we pair a, a t- quick trip with like a third row SUV? <laughs> How does that work? Or is that more of a... a, a what is the family is vehicle of, of choice Toyota in Camry? What is the family vehicle of choice I don't have a Lewis? great perspective for that, Travis. Yeah. Whatever um, has the whatever has stick figure stickers in the back I'm window. about to say, whatever that van okay. is. Look for Joy <laughs> FM, Joy 99.1 FM stickers and stick figure family. And then, well, yeah, we if you do a Joy mashup with a vehicle, the blinker must always stay on. So, yes. I have to tell her. Yeah, she was know. driving around yesterday three times. Your blinker's still on. <laughs> and then one time she didn't even realize it's still, and I just gave up. No, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just you said, have to at that point. I'm, just, I'm not going to. And then she started a conversation with me with her blinker on. And it was hard for me to focus on the conversation because her I, blinker's I, on. And blinker's on, mother. <sighs> she was nice. No, it was great. I got to hang out with my mom yesterday. We went 
shopping some. Went to the went to the Deerbergs. I got set up for the week food wise. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big. I got a lot done over the weekend. So proud. Black Sheep says done. he discovered the Levi Gremlin because of this conversation. Duh. There's a Levi Gremlin. Hmm. Apple bottom jeans Escalade. Would that be popular in North County? That would be insanely popular. <laughs> Where you get in and there's like denim in the seat. Ooh, ooh denim seats. Seats got fat asses. Mm. Our guy Tommy in the comments says you could call it the Grand Primos. Oh, <laughs> son Tommy, of a Tommy bitch. wins. <laughs> that's, that's, that that works. Grand that plays. That's pretty primos. good. Not going to lie. We've, uh, hmm. I'll tell you what. We Callaway well Corvette just... is a thing. By the way, from uh, 950 on Callaway the YouTube, Corvette. The YouTube like Callaway, comments. like uh, I thought that would have been a BMW type deal. Callaway, like the golf. A BMW's yeah. not. Uh, what was Callaway a U.S. brand? Yeah, they're in California somewhere. I think Corvette makes sense. Then okay. BMW's not you know, from here. I can't keep track of where cars are made or like we know their origins. I don't know who owns what wow. or anything wait, anymore. Wait. So wait, does Callaway Corvette guy have a custom Callaway Corvette visor? Or does he wear the Callaway so. or the Corvette well, visor? Guys, I He's think if you're going to get the Corvette, you, you wanted the visor to begin with. Yeah. That's the only reason Callaway. why. You already had a visor, but you get a new visor. You got it. You have to. That's what's the point of getting a Callaway Corvette if you don't specifically get the visor. Yeah. In fact, I would want multiple visors for different days of the week if I'm buying a Callaway Corvette. I mean, that's that's visor and um, why am I blinking on the sunglasses? All right. Like Ray-Ban types. Uh, but this is, why, why am I, can I not think of them? It's aeronautical themed. The Levi's AMC Denim Gremlin, the car <coughs> that wore the pants. The official press the release what? for the Levi's edition Gremlin touts the car as the first choice of the fashion aware. Now a Gremlin with upholstery that's like blue denim Levi's, orange stitching, buttons, even famous Levi's tab on both front seats. What? Unless this is an elaborate ruse, there's tons of pictures Instead of it. Instead of like a gas tank, would it be like a button-down? Why type zip of deal? It. Instead of the All zipper, right. they would do the button down. You could only Instead buy the them. You could only buy them out of the back of a J.C. Penney. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get your gas out of a catalog? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe that's real. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane. Okay, now we're definitely. That so do we do we get a Wrangler F two fifty? I guarantee you, there's a Wrangler edition Ford. Yeah. All right. This is. I mean, if you're gonna have that that Levi's Gremlin, you can. Anything we say is it's not ridiculous. Correct. <laughs> Anything we come up with is not ridiculous. Uh, right. And considering how massive a lot of these huge tech companies are, I'm surprised Amazon hasn't jumped into the car game and just had their own vehicle. Like, why doesn't Amazon just come out with its own car? Maybe they will. Okay. wonder what it'll be like. That's what I'm curious about. Hmm. I would like an aqua car. Aqua? Aqua. I would like it for it to be able to go into the water and oh, on the I road. Aqua was a color. Yeah. Not that and you I don't know what color that is. I don't. Is it a blue-green? I think it is. Not that you would have uh, gotten too much into it. Did you ever have an affinity for the uh, for the chameleon paint jobs on, I the, did. on the car? I mean, you're in high school. Of course you did. Every dumb thing. Like, I'm yeah. going to put this engine yeah. in this car. And it's like, how are you going to do that? Yeah, when you're, when you're 15, 16, you're an idiot. So... You think chameleon color cars are like... I don't know what that is. Know. Basically, like, they change. change they look colors. a different color in the sun. 
So when the sun hits it, it looks purple. When the sun hits it from another angle, it looks like blue. Like transition lenses that Tony LaRusso used to wear? Essentially, but for, <laughs> for paint for your car. But it would. You that would, would really like, fuck with me as a colorblind it person. W- yeah, probably really, really would. But it was very popular for a very long time in the city and other cities. I won't just throw St. Louis under the bus, but it was a moment what where people were putting Memphis, I was gonna say, Kansas yeah, City. That'd be Memphis you're thinking uh, of. Certainly Columbia. People enjoy putting, I don't, it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> stupid. Like as soon and you, and it, it happened quickly, like. At 16, 17, you're like, those things are freaking awesome. You turn 18, they were absolutely stupid. What were we thinking? Like, it happened how, like that. Like, if the car gets stolen, how do you describe you don't. The, the color? Let's go. <laughs> well, where is he at and what time of day is it? Like, he's blending in somewhere. Could be in front of you. Could have stole your car right in front of you. Could still be right there. It's you don't know. Chameleon. It's chameleon. Saw a documentary on a, uh, on a dog that was like that man's best friend. Mm, well, oh, had yeah. many DNA parts from different animals. Yeah. One being that he could he could make himself translucent. I've never seen that movie, but I've read not, about I it. I think that's actually in a, in a, a novel. <laughs> Didn't name one dog, but two dogs after that. Mm, my brother named <laughs> my brother named two puppies that we had, Max and Maxine. Oh, after the dog and man's best friend. Is this after seeing the movie? Correct. Okay. <sighs> not one, but two dogs. That makes sense. Uh, Ton of sense. More from the YouTube comments. Uh, had a Ford Aerostovan like everyone else in South County in 95. That's from Herbert Street. Mm-hmm. 95.0. His brother has a Levi Jeep. Levi was all over the place then. A pimped out Honda Accord was the official vehicle of Best Buy workers when I worked there in 09. Dark <laughs> times. That is awesome. What was with that? Best Buy employees, like, the first thing they did with their handful of checks was just go buy souped-up Honda Civics? Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Well, because then you could get the stereo stuff done at Best Buy. At Best Buy, because Best Buy used to do the stereo yeah. stuff. I dated a girl <clears throat> for a couple years that uh, she worked there for a little bit, and that's, I mean, she was getting stuff done to her car, like... All the time. Stereo, you know, automatic starter, everything. Like, you took advantage of those that discount while you could. Man, the things we did for cars in, like, the 2000s, like, Fast and the Furious, just absolutely... It was a real problem. Ruined. Yeah. Ruined. Our... I've never been that person. It's just never Every been Every fast me. food worker's check. Because <laughs> where else are you going to put your money? You're still too broke to buy an actual house I know where rent. my money went. It went to vodka. But you made just enough to, you know... Buy more than clothes my... and movie tickets. Yeah. So it was just like, uh, this isn't where I should put my money. I put mine towards vodka. I kept the car clean, just got the car. That's all I wanted. I didn't need anything else with it. It just got me to the bar. So that was good. Yeah. I just never got into the the car thing because I'm, I don't know. I just, I'm, I was also always paranoid. People in this it's city, probably why I'm a black sheep in O'Fallon. That makes sense. I think, though, if you consider, like, even my friends, when they got cars and they moved back to St. Louis, I'm just like, I wouldn't do that. It's going to get stolen. It's going to, somebody's going to rip you off. Anything remotely special? Anything remote. Look, I've seen my friend's car uh, basically get broken into uh, broad daylight at the Galleria on a Saturday. Like, so, and he, and that's because he had rims. That's the only reason why they picked on his car. Really? Because he had rims. So it's like people, in this city, at least, uh, really are intent on robbing you. That's why I don't understand the chameleon car. 
Very difficult. How do you describe that on Very like? Difficult. Hey, we'll describe the car. Ah, okay. Twelve o'clock, that. twelve to two. It's gonna be purple. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah, the, is the sun out? Of, the majority <laughs> is of it people cloudy? Is it cloudy today? <laughs> the majority of people that had the money to do the chameleon paint job were not going to be directly speaking to law enforcement most of the time. That's okay. also a good point. Gotcha. Make a good point there. Well. All right. Oh, now I'm I'm understanding. You're back a little better. Yeah. 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 That's a, I'm ignorant to this. Their investment is the vehicle. Ignorant to this. Do the math, okay? Yeah, sorry. Uh, you had a melee, my friend, too. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it out in a little bit. Explain it a little bit to my, okay. our friends on the tube of you who are watching. Uh, because I went down... Oh, shit, oh, I yes. went down a rabbit hole. Yeah! We like going down holes in this in this on this show. We like holes, don't we, Chris? It hey, was, Chris, we it, like holes. <laughs> we like holes. It was on and off Saturday. I was on a rabbit hole the entire day. Um, involving, I guess, technically, you could kind of say the anniversary is today and tomorrow um, of Ivan Browning's failed earthquake prediction for the New Madrid Fault. I shouldn't even say New Madrid Fault because he, he wasn't necessarily specific to that, I believe, in some when he was making his prediction. But a lot of us remember that, especially for, that lived in the region at that time, that in 1990... Uh, there was supposed to be an earthquake on December 2nd or 3rd, according to Ivan Browning. Who's Ivan? Who's Ivan Browning? He's a self-proclaimed climatologist. Okay. Uh, he, Chlamydiologist. He, Thank like, you. He had, like, bachelor degrees in, like, uh, chemistry and, uh, and a few other things, Were scientific, mathematics. Uh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Um, he might have had a doctorate, and if it did, it was oh in boy. zoology. Oh, sweet. That so it was like he, had, he was nothing with seismology, nothing with climatology, and he made this prediction, and apparently he was making this prediction like he was a consultant for companies. Um, that's how he became a self-proclaimed climatologist. He would consult like farmers and other companies and businesses on climate and what that means for their business. And he was saying these things at these luncheons or whatever, wherever he was speaking. And December 2nd and yeah. 3rd, earthquakes are coming. And then it got picked up media-wise. And then uh, like the real scientists were just trying to ignore it. They're like, hey, if we ignore it, mm. maybe no one will. We don't need to deal with this because this isn't a thing. But it took on a life of but its own. But then some media reports picked up on it and... Like you said, it took a life of its own, and we had a quake day on December 3rd. It was celebrated in New Madrid, uh, uh, 1990. So, and, I, and actually, along this, when I went down this rabbit hole, I started, and I don't even know how to do it yet, but I'm thinking of an annual festival in Missouri, December 2nd and 3rd, mm -hmm. every December 2nd and 3rd, Ivan Browning Days. Ivan Browning Days. And I don't even know what the festival is yet or what it entails, uh, but I think we could do something. I think we could have some fun to commemorate. I mean, next year will be 30 years that that prediction was supposed to happen. So it'll be 30 years for the failed prediction next year. So, I mean, what a time to start it. And, you know, maybe we go to back to New Madrid where there was a media storm at one point. A lot of cotton see. next to their high school in New Madrid. It's a what? A lot of cotton next to their high school in New Madrid. See, these are the details I love to get from Kurt. It's a very strange thing. I'd never been there. Went there one time, and I was like, oh, they're just going to put it right there, huh? 
It's like we had corn across from ours. There were cows across from ours. See? Yeah. You didn't have that, did you, Travis? I did not. So uh, I've been browning days as an idea maybe we'll follow up on, but I wanted to put the melee out there, and I will after the show. Should the state of Missouri hold an annual festival to commemorate Ivan Browning's infamous failed earthquake prediction from 1990? Yes or no will be your options. And maybe we'll take a little bit more of a dive into Ivan Browning tomorrow during the show as uh, part of my rabbit hole expedition uh, found me reading a governmental report, a follow-up from uh, this whole issue. That had some interesting press clippings with it that I uh, went ahead and screen grabbed as I was looking at some things. Oh, my God. And so we could have some fun by just going through some of the headlines and some of the stories that were involved with it. We could do that tomorrow. And we'll even maybe play a little clip of Ivan's prediction as well. But could get us kind of launching the idea for Ivan Browning Days. Okay. We're looking into this. So you're welcome. Did you hear about the earthquake that happened over the weekend? It was a major earthquake. Where? Columbia, Missouri. Oh, man. As there was a major shakeup in Missouri. Missouri football, that is. <laughs> Odom sacked. Mm. They weren't impressed Odom. with the big Arkansas rivalry mm. win? <laughs> Despite many uh, people from the St. Louis, Kansas City area tuning in on Friday afternoon to watch Missouri versus Arkansas. Missouri, of course, win. Their final game of the year to go to a rousing six and six. Bowl eligible. Except they're not mm. because of the NCAA suspension. Barry Odom, after a 25 25 record at the University of Missouri after four seasons, has been let go as the head coach. And the search is underway for the man to replace him. Uh, I had predicted that he actually had his job saved because mm. of the NCAA suspension because I didn't think Mizzou had the cojones, honestly, to get rid of Barry Odom. I, I, I was very surprised. I, I was surprised. I didn't think Mizzou had it in them to do it. Um, but they decided to pull the trigger, and down goes Barry Odom. Again, for the final time, I will have to say this. Nice guy. Sweet gentleman. Very this kind why, man. This is why Kim Anderson was trending at one point <laughs> in my uh, Twitter feed. Delightful individual. Uh-huh. Everyone was making the Barry Odom, Kim Anderson. Nice guy. Nice gentlemen. People who I would not have a problem running to daycare. Uh-huh. They're too kind. Uh-huh. They should not be near high-level athletics. Keep oh. them far, far away. Well, you got your wish, Travis. Sure did. You got your wish, Clay Travis Terrell. So you know what I want. You and your angry mob. I am about chaos, but I am also about the splash. And there's only one person that can turn this all around. Lane Kiffin. Oh, I thought you were going to say Magic Johnson. I was going to go Magic for athletic director, but that's later on down the road. But I figured I'd be reasonable and start with Lane (laughs) Kiffin. I'd be reasonable and wait to recommend Magic Johnson for the AD job? Wait that later (laughs) later on in the season. But I don't don't know. I think, uh, again, with it being a – and I don't want to take joy in a man losing his job, but he'll he'll be fine and he'll – walk away with $1.2 million, Barry Odom will be all right. You don't have to cry for him. But I think now that you've made that decision, you've made it clear to the fan base that you want to win, that you're serious about winning, so this should be a serious search. There should be serious money involved. And if you're going to make this move, you need to have someone, I think, just they have to have a championship pedigree. They have to know the SEC. 
and they actually have to be able to bring a brand to the table, whether it's defensively or offensively. So whoever that may be, uh, I think there's a gentleman I like, Napier, who's currently coaching, I think, Louisiana Lafayette, who has ties to both Clemson and Alabama. I think he just completed his second season. I think the uh, occasion are heading to their uh, first bowl game under him as a head coach. Uh, that, But I think they need someone that has – it'd be nice if they have somebody who's got some bling. That'd be real cool. What about I, a nice guy? A nice guy? I think we are fine with that. Oh. So are, are you excited or nervous that Mizzou's going to uh, fumble this oh. search? This is Stark's first – Football hire. Boy, people freak out about the search firm online, too. Yeah. I texted Benford. I said, hey, you have to fit Stirk Reminder into a column here soon. Yeah, I don't. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I, I like the Conzo hire. I still do. I was, I was happy about that. And I like the, I like where the direction the Missouri basketball team is ultimately heading. I, I think it looks like it's going to be a coordinator. I don't think it's going to be, obviously, a Bob Stoops, Les Miles type of situation. You're not getting a guy that's already been a head coach. I'd be surprised if they get a guy that's already been a oh, head coach. You mentioned the guy at Lafayette? Yeah, he He's just got the coach, gig, though, but he right? just recently got the gig, so he doesn't have wow. a ton of head coaching experience. And it's also Louisiana Lafayette. But I mean, there's I, smaller schools that I saw true. head coaches mentioned as names. And the people bringing them up, I don't think would mention these names unless they're hearing them from somebody. I would not doubt it. But I, I'm happy they made the move because uh, the fan base, all but gone or non-existent. And I just want to coach. Look, I get eight and three. I get eight and four and nine and three or even seven and five. You can't lose, though, to Wyoming. You can't lose to the Indianas. You can't lose to the Purdue. Like, those are just gay. Like, I do just need a coach. That does what it says on its schedule. Look, when we come to Florida, Georgia, the occasional LSU, the occasional Alabama, I get it. You shouldn't be losing to Vandy. You shouldn't be losing, frankly, to Tennessee. Did you say Florida and Georgia in that order simply because of Florida-Georgia line? You know it probably. Didn't even realize I'd done it. But you just, you do need, I think the thing that killed Barry Odom, and Barry Odom had every opportunity, uh, very true, but he had every opportunity, I think, to keep his job and it wasn't even for winning the big games. Yeah, you want him to beat Georgia occasionally. You want him to beat Florida occasionally. Uh, but you, <laughs> every year, you had that dumbass loss, or two, or three, that you just cannot lose, especially to teams that you're literally paying to play you. So that should... Well, and they were, they were games where when you lost, not only did you lose, but you looked... Ill prepared yes. in doing so. Yes. Very poor record against um, the SEC. Tons of losses against teams you were betting favorites over. I mean, just bad news. Get to the. There you go. Get to the important thing. There it is. <laughs> and I think. Look. And I. And I. And I think people would buy the. Would have bought in on the fiery Odom that we saw. You know, a couple of years back with the press conference that afterwards, uh, Mizzou went on a five six game winning streak mm -hmm. like we would have if but if that winning followed up with that like it's great to have the personality like and even mentioning a guy like lane kiffin it's great to have that personality who gives a shit when you're not winning who gives a shit if you're a, a coach favorite of your players love playing for you when you're losing games you should not be losing you should not barry odom never beat kentucky in his tenure as head coach that's 
No. And then what really kind of, and there are a couple of your friends for the Post-Dispatch that kind of got under my skin a few times. Why is Barry Odom not being paid more? For what? For what? Why aren't fans showing up to see Mizzou football? For what? You're not giving us anything. You're not giving the fans anything. I think finally alcohol. I appreciate that. I, I think will some say of that was that. though is that you pay a coach a certain amount because you are in the SEC, and if you want your job to be seen a particular way, that you have to pay a head coach a certain amount of money, or else it won't be viewed a certain way. So but if you're not producing, what difference does it make? It, that, that's not the thinking, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, yeah, and I. But my thinking is that it doesn't make sense even to the fan base people who are ultimately going to justify these salaries if they're not showing up you're not giving them a reason to show up mm -hmm. and so i think whoever they bring in to be the head coach of the university of missouri you gotta give fans a reason to show up and it obviously starts with winning winning games you're supposed to win but they i, I would love a personality but that's just because i'm i want them to take a stand and say we are might be in the sec but we are an academic mm. place first mm. That's what we are. We will not pay our head coach more than $500,000 per year. What do you think? I think that you're on to something. I think that's probably the direction they're going to go. Uh, I heard some audio of, uh, of Mr. Sterk, and he was saying that he's going to go after somebody with experience and doesn't have to have a head coach uh, tenure behind, under their belt, but it would be nice. I don't know. The fact that he made the – the move and getting rid of Odom in itself tells you that he's maybe willing to do something that we didn't think it was possible. I would not have been surprised one bit if they were just like, well, we're just going to, we're going to give old bear another year. Uh, yeah. I thought that was going to happen, but you got a guy, like I say, you got a guy like Nate, you're like, you got I would love to have somebody with the Bama LSU Clemson pedigree. And I know that's everyone would want that of course, but, uh, and of course you got Ole Miss, has a job opening now. Arkansas has a job opening now. So there are other SEC teams that are going to be able to put up good money to bring in a, a You're solid gonna coach. You're not going to try and get less miles? <sighs> <clears throat> I thought that's what you wanted to do. He you know, that was when I was thinking Mizzou just, actually wasn't going to fire Odom. Just so you know, he has ties to the SEC. I'm very Thank much you. well aware of that. Okay. But I, I think if... Oh wait! So you wanted that coach? Wait, 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 let me follow your logic here. You wanted less miles when you thought Mizzou wasn't going to fire. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> now that they fired him, like, uh, now I have to answer for that. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> oh yeah, man! I was single. I totally talked to that girl. <laughs> well, your girlfriend just left you. Well, you know. Oh, oh I, gotta I got to think about some things. Some place to be right now. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I don't know. I, right, I, I get you. Uh, yeah, just don't. Look, and again, I, I look, we, no one, I think everyone's made this point, but no one was floored when Gary Pinkle was hired as Mizzou's head coach. Uh, then again, the Missouri football program wasn't where it currently is right now, and it was certainly very, uh, uh, Gary Pinkle took over a program that was really in the dumps mm -hmm. when he came through. So I, I would not be ticked off if they don't make the sexy hire. Uh, but it would be cool if they were to to bring over one of those fancy LSU coordinators, one of those fancy Bama. Or well, in terms of coordinator, do you mean like, would you be okay with the passing game coordinator 
and wide receivers coach of LSU. Yes, because that guy has completely turned around that offense. Joe Brady. And and I've, I've heard his name so far over the weekend being brought up. I know he is set to make potentially, with his new raise, almost $1.5 million this year as a He's not even the offensive coordinator. He's not even the offensive coordinator. That just goes to show you, like, but you see what he's done now with Joe Burrow, who's probably going to be uh, your <laughs> But there's offensive... not enough money. So there's not right. Enough money. <laughs> um, he'll probably be Heisman Trophy and first-round quarterback, first pick probably uh, in the NFL draft. So if he's been able to do that already so quickly and be that much of an impact and already warrant a massive raise close to $1.52 million as mm-hmm. they play calling coordinator – for LSU, uh, <laughs> the guy must be on his way of be doing great big things. Look, I, I've heard Texas wants to bring him on as offensive coordinator. If you're Mizzou, maybe you say, hey, bro, how about a couple more million a year to run an entire SEC program? And the, the most sense that's been made to me about why the firing was done is simply that it wasn't Jim Sterk's hire. That's the thing that makes the most sense of why it was done. Because if you're going to go down – you're going to go down with your own guys. Yeah. And I understand that. And Odom wasn't his hire. So and this is a good... Gonna, if he's going to lose out, and, right. and Sterk had talked about the momentum they had built with some of the projects they had on right. campus involving athletics, involving the football team, and how that has kind of dwindled some. Right. Like, they need people because they need people to be invested. Right. Because that's how those things get built. Right. Um, and... So I understand it from that perspective. That that it makes sense that if you're if you're gonna lose your job, right, you at least want to go out your own way. And this, and this is Stirk, Stirk doing that. And this is what athletic directors. It's a are... Stirk reminder. <clears throat> this is how I make but, that. Correct. But I think this is as an athletic director. This is how you you make your living. Obviously, fundraising and who oh, the yeah. hell is running your football program, especially in the SEC. And Stirk, it's to finally put his stamp on that. Look, I. I thought he did a very good job with finding Conzo. I think that's going to ultimately work out for the Missouri basketball program. But this is what you're brought in to do as an athletic director in the SEC is to nail that head coach. Uh, and that's your right. You're tied to that head coach, essentially, going forward. So that's how Jim Sterk's going to be measured. So I'd imagine he's going to be – he knows this is how he's going to be able to be defined mm-hmm. at the University of Missouri – this is his future as well, tied to this. Of so he's going to be very thorough. He's going to be, I, I would imagine, very smart about it. And I think he's going to, he said it's going to be a quick search, which leads me to believe that he does already have someone in mind oh, and yeah. someone that he's going to be able to pull in. Maybe is LSU. Maybe it's Napier. Um, but I, it sounds like he already has somebody in mind. I wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if Mizzou made a decision here the next Here's my probably thing two weeks. with Lane Kiffin. He's, he's at Florida Atlantic University. He's only been okay there. Yeah. He hasn't been lights out there. Is he going to get fired, though? That's a thing. And with Lane Kiffin, no. I don't – if you're FAU, who else are you going to get? If Lane Kiffin wants think, to stay there, then keep him there. You're I'm about that life if I'm Lane Kiffin. But just Boca Raton, you know, not, not too much pressure. Just kind of – If you're one of these – sure he's, he's, he's work. doing all right. If you're, one of the, if you're Florida State, do you – no way, Jose? No. Even if I'm Lane Kiffin, I'd say, I'll just stay on the beach. Was it June Jones that coached at Hawaii for the last yeah. 20 years of his year, of his career? Yeah. Left after the, after the June NFL. June Jones did some NFL time, and then he's yeah. like, wait a damn minute. We'll just go over Nobody's going to bother me I'm going to go coach 2. wearing a lay. Yeah. That yeah. sounds pretty cool. All the time. Yeah. My game's That's not bad. 
my games come on in America, <laughs> the continental United States. Why does something to you? Man, it makes you it makes you enjoy the world. I would imagine. I mean, you've, we've seen what it's done to Don Nelson, former NBA coach. Yeah, like he's like he literally has like his whole weed farm. Yeah, and he's the most mellow human being on the history oh, of the my, world. Oh my, big right beard. He's hanging out playing poker with Woody Harrelson. I mean, it's just that's fascinating to me. Mizzou's on the move, boys. I've seen the billboards. Uh, is, this, is that in nineteen ninety-nine? I think, but no, I think, uh, but I, I hope also. I, I also would like for them, I, they, they've hired a search firm to bring in. They need to hire outside marketing as well. Like the marketing, the branding of this universe. Look, you're coming out of a suspension. Restore the roar. Oh, that. I don't know if I would bring that tiger down, tiger. Like that? I think they need to go to find a big Madison Avenue marketing firm, and they need to... Stop. Whoever's running the show right now, tell them to stop. They're not doing anyone any favors. And this comes from St. Louis and Kansas City alums. I, did I, think that. The, I think the university has an opportunity to rebrand themselves throughout this entire hiring process. And I hope they What are they, they going to rebrand themselves? Well, that probably helps to start hiring more people of color. That's a good start. You don't think the University of Missouri has enough people of color hired? I don't think they... I think you should probably look at the numbers. I don't think they A little more, you might be disappointed. Uh, I don't think it as much as I probably think it probably should be, especially with Kansas City and St. Louis. I'm not saying... You're talking about hiring at a large university. I would, about I would guess that Mizzou football coach is, or just in like, general? What, is that what you mean? Oh, no, not by football coach. No, football coach is I, football coach is whatever. I'm talking about as far as like bringing in someone that actually... For what? For the marketing aspect of, of Mizzou, like just rebranding Mizzou. You're coming out of a NCAA suspension. You just, right now, no one really wants to go to the University of Missouri now. Enrollment has improved over the last few years. Suspend belief in what we do. Mm. Oh, no, that's absolutely the wrong thing you want. Your brand is shit. And as in, I look, and as a Missouri alum, I look, I'll be the first to tell you the brand you is shit. Are just trying to get a job? No, no. I just think there are a lot of Mizzou alums that work at very popular, powerful marketing firms across the country. And I think you would be wise to tap into those resources. Is it okay if they're white? That's fine. I would prefer, you know, someone with a little bit more color in their background. But you do need to. What if it's a white guy with the last name Black? That may work as well. That's probably the trade-off. That's probably how they're going to come to the decision. Now, Travis, I know I, I heard we... You wanted a black guy. Now, this is uh, Steve Black. He is from Clayton. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dated a black girl at some point <laughs> in college. What if it's like uh, Jerome White, but he's black? Hmm. Okay. Is that okay? It's my kind of party. All right. That's my kind of party. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. With I that. really want to find out the marketing... I don't know how to find, like, if you just do Mizzou marketing, that's just going to show up with a bunch of educational stuff. I want to find out who does outbound, like, for the university. That would be interesting. Uh, real quick, everybody, St. Louis Counseling Services. They work with us. You work with them. If you're in need of professional counseling services in the St. Louis area, just know it's okay to ask for help. Everyone battles with stresses in life, and there are times when you need to talk through those difficult times with a professional clinician. Whether the time is now or in the future, St. Louis Counseling is here to help. Simply fill out the form on the website and uh, and make sure you give them a call. You can make an appointment with any of their licensed counselors. Best time to get help is now. It's holiday season. People are stressed out. Uh, go in. Talk to them. 
stlouiscounseling.org for more information. You can check them out online. You can listen to the podcast, Mental Health Matters, where Tom Duff speaks to various folks throughout the St. Louis area. Tracy Henson from KSDK was on last week. They had a great discussion about uh, the fat shaming incident she dealt with, dealing with the public, and more. Again, that's Mental Health Matters and St. Louis Counseling Services. Chris, may I recommend someone to St. Louis Counseling? Please. Pete Davidson. Oh, no. Why? <laughs> Wait a ticket. Because Pete Davidson wants people to sign a million-dollar NDA if he is to perform on college campuses because political correctness is so scary now. Did you see this bullshit? That's wrong. Sounds smart. Pete Davidson talks political correctness in comedy. says he won't perform at colleges. Where's this from? This is from the USA Today entertainment section. And they're quoting an interview in Paper Magazine? Charles Trepani, <laughs> okay. author of said article that I am now going to read. <laughs> you doing the thing where you read the entire article? <laughs> what? Okay. You know what I almost did? Uh, before you get into this, I was going to put in an envelope and write down, Travis reads article without crediting author in monotone voice and tape it under the desk. And when you were done, I was yeah, going to have Chris unplug. Yeah. <laughs> Travis reads entire article without <laughs> citing the author. Here it is, everyone. And then I was going to just have you look at me and then you go, damn it, Carter, why are you like you are? That would have been fucking good because I would have absolutely fallen right into that trap. I just wanted to let you know I thought of it. That was smart. Uh, the setting I'm sorry, doing. This is uh, and this is actually something the copy that I wrote before the show. Okay. So the Saturday Night Live cast member opened up to Paper Magazine about why he ref- refuses to perform stand up at a university after this year and political correctness and comedy, according to Davidson, college shows are really hard. I refuse to do a college after this year because it's like you're ses- just setting yourself up for trouble. Comedy is just like getting destroyed. Stand up's about to be about like sneakers. Like, hey, everyone, like sneakers. What? Yeah. He continued, you can't talk about anything you can't the second you open your mouth and have an opinion you lose money today, and I don't think that's a safe place to live in. Here's what I will say, and and I think Pete Davidson is talented. Um, Pete Davidson also needs to recognize there's a time and a place, certainly. Uh, Pete Davidson, <laughs> your dumbass mouth has cost you relationships. Still, it costs you your job at SNL. Like, this... You say stupid ass shit sometimes. That's not even meant to be funny. You made you made a joke about Mac Miller, and that was embarrassing, especially someone who was going through a mental illness, and that was your girlfriend's ex at the time. So I think you just have a tendency to say stupid ass shit that isn't remotely funny. Now, if you want to say that it's hard, well, it's called fucking comedy. It's supposed to be dumbass. But for Pete Davidson, who the hell are you to all of a sudden say that who, who the hell is Pete fucking Davidson? He's pretty popular. Apparently. Why? You know who Pete Davidson is. He's Why are you asking who, who, you, who he is? You know exactly who he is. I know who he is, but I he just... dated a lot of Pete attractive Davidson, women. Yes, I'll give him that. Good for him. Yeah. I guess Chris would say he's got a hammer. Yeah. But I just don't... These guys are doing this. It's, it's so... And look, we've done it with Todd Phillips, and we've done it with other people Did who have... Did you say who the hell is Todd Phillips? <clears throat> no, I didn't say that. But I just, these guys are, it's, it's weird. It's such a weird thing. It, I, it's one of the thing, things that still triggers me. Only because, 
because these guys are, they're talking, they, they sound like, you sound like Hannity. You sound like Bill O'Reilly. You sound like these a-holes that don't know the craft. You sound like you don't know your craft. And that's embarrassing to me that someone like Pete Davidson on SNL, that's a very talented guy, doesn't care enough about his craft that he just thinks it's people just being shitheads sitting in an audience saying, well, I'm not wanting to laugh. No, that's not it. And I think it's just, it, it cheapens the art form My question when would people be, do this. I if, just don't understand If you understand know it. that, wouldn't you just craft your set to be different? Well, he's saying he doesn't to, like that he do, has to do that. Um, that my, he has to work? My point, <laughs> right, that's my thing. That's my, my thing. My like, point would be like you're not saying some crazy. Um, it's not some just out of the blue thing. Like people have had like Jerry Seinfeld laid off a college just for he's like yeah I just don't do them. It's just not worth it or whatever. But uh -huh. um, if if you feel that way, then you know, just don't do them. That doesn't mean comedy as a whole is over. But it just like if colleges are that way and the ones you've done it means your or your audience fame like is maybe not that group. Right, or you could say, "Hey, if I do colleges, I have a, a clean mm -hmm. set." And, yeah. and whenever I'm at that's the, what I would say. I mean, if, if when I'm at the, when he's at the cellar at two a.m., you'd say whatever you want, probably, because that's that's how that works. Yeah, then I'm sure that there are comics that a lot of comics that work that way, right? Sure. That's, if they if they they know the arena they're going into. Yeah, I just that's that's, that's just if, that's just logic to me. But it's and it's funny. I think it I think it really does a disservice to the craft. You look. Can watch the, what's the most popular animated show presently right now, whether it's Bob Burgers or Rick and Morty. Last time I checked, those guys do a lot as far as pushing the envelope when it comes to political correctness, and they're incredibly successful and popular. Tina so, dropped a boom goes the dynamite on Bob's Burgers nice. last night. But you see these shows that push the envelope. <laughs> we talked about it before. We see these shows that are doing gangbusters, whether it's Good Boys at the Box Office or Game Rick and Changers. Morty. But you see these type of shows that say some of the things that you would probably hear come out of the mouths of the Pete Davidsons of the world, the Todd Phillips of the world, and they're doing very well. So I think it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened to see people who are as talented as Pete Davidson take this sanctimonious approach to so-called PC culture. And I think they're just, it's become the most laziest fallback I've seen this the year thing with, the with PC comedians. Thing and, uh, and I'll just leave it at that, uh, is this, is um, more and more the, I when I hear people complaining about that, it's people that are being assholes that yes. are getting called out for yes. being assholes, yes. and now there's a consequence yes. for being an asshole. There it is. That's it. Those are the people who are getting pissed. And that's why I don't even really dive into it much anymore because that's how I view it. So I just laugh at it. Pete Davidson has I've said I've gotten so to the point where I just when I hear that I just laugh and like I move along. You got freedom of speech because you, it's but like they have freedom you can't to judge get mad you because yeah, you're so the asshole just like, who I made just fun laugh. of a. Yeah. Uh, and now, just, I, I, my my normal response if someone comes at me with something like that. And it's happened at the local watering hole before. I always, they hate it because I do a walk-off when I do it. I'll go smoke or something. I go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my fault you're not funny. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I, and, it's, and it's definitely the young yeah, millennials on college laugh. campuses. Who, who, who was the group of people that called out Pete Davidson when he made fun of Dan Crenshaw, the uh, House of Representative a uh, military uh, man who had the lost seal. eye. It was seal, that wasn't right? college campuses. That wasn't young folks. That wasn't Twitter. That was the right. That was conservatives who weren't listening to your jokes to begin with. And you were so quick to apologize for that, but now you won't do a college campus because you're afraid of 19-year-olds? Get the fuck out of here. That's so weak. You're Pete Davidson. Be funny. If yeah. they don't laugh, fuck them. You're going to walk out of UCF 
or Mizzou or University of Illinois with half a million dollars anyway. And so what difference does it make? That guy's dumb anyway. So yes, exactly. For that? Like of all the people you're going to apologize for for saying a stupid ass joke, you talk to the the dumbass conservative. So it's just like oh, no, just not dumbass. He's yeah, just not, not a dumbass. He's got thrown he, around. He's just dumb. He's just that. But it's just uh, you know, I just I wish. I love, love stand-up. I love comedy. I think Pete Davidson, as much as I have said, that who the hell does he think he is? But I think he's you a talented know who guy. He is. But I, I, Can we talk about the cover that yeah, he had there? Yeah, let's talk about the cover. Dude, hey, real quick, Tom Brown letting us know. He, he's doing a, a PD. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, wow. What is this for? This he is for a paper magazine. And he like dressed up as a Ken doll, Ken doll. for uh, the photo shoot for this thing. That's funny. That is something. Good for you, Pete. Yeah, Tom Brown's doing a PDA, Promise to Disclose, where he sues them if they don't talk about his shows <laughs> online. That's smart. I'm helping enforce that. That's amazing. That is I think smart. Like that, that's just easy money. That's easy money. Like you, he can literally go well, and the do the college like, circuit just in between Saturday Night Live and make hand over fist. Like, Tosh has done it. Tosh, Tosh is a perfect example of a guy that has consistently pushed the PC envelope. And he's been on Comedy Central for almost nine seasons. He hasn't been canceled, and he's on social media as much as anyone. Well, here, here's my, my so thing. So that's bullshit. My thing is this. Like, if your stuff doesn't relate and you don't want to work on it to make something that is relatable, right. then that's fine. Right. Say, hey, my stuff doesn't work on college campuses. Right. I'm that's not it. going there. You're not going there. It's that. not the people's yes, fault thank you. that your stuff doesn't work. <laughs> thank you. It's your own fault <laughs> because you. you're not willing to do something different. <laughs> and that's fine. But the onus is on you, the person who is working that craft. It's not on the audience to do that. It's on you. So that's all I'm saying is that you're more than fine. You can say, hey, this isn't going to work how I want it to in this setting, so I'm not going to do it. And I I don't want to change. And And that's fine. You know, I can appreciate that. But to put it then on other people is improper. And And I just don't think it's accurate. And even as a, a performer... Who gives a shit? Go perform your best shit. That's that's all I'm saying at the end of the day. Pete Davidson, you're one of the best young comics going. Who gives a shit? You don't think Eddie Murphy didn't get shit for his language? He talks about his career and how Bill Cosby was like, well, you need to straighten up and button up. If Bill, if Eddie Murphy took Bill Cosby advice, Eddie Murphy wouldn't be who he is right now. He could be in prison. It, very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm saying is like comedy has always been one thing why we admire comedians because you have to be fearless. We've seen Nathan Orton perform in rooms like doing jokes where we know, oh, shit, he's doing that joke here. Mm -hmm. But the shit's funny. And what's even more amazing, what's fun to watch, he'll get those people to laugh. He'll get those people you wouldn't think laughed at a particular joke. He will get them to laugh. That's the point of the that's how that's how stand up is supposed to work. Not they're going to. They're going to do a hashtag on me on at the University of Illinois State, and I'm just afraid of that feat. No, it's you're Illinois li- State University. I didn't figure this much. I didn't care. I would say just, uh, I mean, just put it in. If you even want that, if you want your people, he's got people. Um, his booking people to do it. Just be like, yeah, um, just put it in the contract. They're not allowed to kick me out, and right. they have no content right. restrictions. Yep. And if there's anything that disrupts it whatsoever, they still owe me the money. Yep. Simple as that. Simple as that. There it is. 
All right, ball game. Ball yep. game. Thank you, Chris. Uh, good times, great oldies. Keep it here. <laughs> Clue 103. <laughs> don't oh, no. don't you do this to this program. Wearelive.com. Uh, thanks for tuning in on YouTube, Facebook Live, all that good stuff. We're able to broadcast here daily because of Tech Electronics, local company with locations throughout the Midwest. They're always hiring. Lots of great tech-driven opportunities. Uh, be sure to drop them a line if you're in charge of uh, any of your emergency systems or your tech systems at your company, or if you're looking for a, a very solid career at a, a family-owned expanding company. That's techelectronics.com for more information. Chris Emmon, Travis Rilts, we are live. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. we got the Great American Race, all kinds of fun to be had. We'll be right back.